You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. Guys, all right, I hate to go into list season already, but it is list season now. And uh, Husker fans, as we know, get very excited, very optimistic about list because a lot of times Nebraska usually comes in good on list, whether it's about past rankings and um, total wins and this and that. Well, ESPN came out with what was their first index poll of the year where um, they factored in last year's results, what you return, um, what you've done in recruiting, kind of a power formula of things. And Nebraska came in at 30th, um, which on their schedule, though, they play number three, Oklahoma, number four, Ohio State, number nine, Wisconsin, number 16, Iowa. By the way, Iowa, I mean, I know, I know they're going to be good, but I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think they're number 16 because I don't think their quarterback's that good. Um, and number 23, Michigan, number 31, Minnesota, uh, 40 was Purdue. So Nebraska right there, just based on that number, they're ranked higher than seven of their opponents. They would be seven and five. And obviously we know <laughs> the season's not that simple. It's not that easy um, because that 20 to 50th range, there's not a lot of separation between those teams. And when you do dumb crap like Nebraska does, um, and I'm trying to keep my voice in a family, <laughs> a family voice here on the show. Um, you lose those games against teams that are ranked right near you, and I mean that, that's that's really what 2021 is going to be all about for Nebraska. Can they eliminate all the dumb things they've done that have hurt them the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean it's been the story for far too long. Here is not only. Uh, the opponent Nebraska is going up against, but Nebraska uh, being able to not beat itself uh, and do the constant uh, shooting of their own feet, uh, whether it be penalties, turnovers, uh, you know, defensive breakdowns where guys are completely in the wrong spot or drop passes or uh, whatever it may be, some snaps over the quarterback's head. I mean, those are the types of things that, I mean, even like average football teams don't do. Uh, and until that stuff get fixed, it doesn't matter what the recruiting classes look like, what what the the scheme changes look like, what the coaching staff looks like. Uh, they will, Nebraska will be what it has been for the past three to four years, and that's got to be priority number one. And you know, it's up to this coaching staff to buckle down and get that stuff under control. I mean, a lot of that stuff is just you know, mental between the years. And as a coaching staff, that that is your responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it, with some of that stuff, it, it's like, okay, well, this is so simple, um, and you're coming off your best week of practice ever, but it, yet it looks like you didn't practice at all. You know, it, it's it's frustrating, and, and I'm sure that whatever metrics they they used to gather that list didn't didn't include some of those uh, those uh, you know. Get, stub your own foot type of type of moves that Nebraska tends to pull, but I mean the wacky sack song, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you can if you can fix some of some of your self inflicted wounds, like then hey, maybe maybe we can get back to beating the teams that you're supposed to beat over the head. <laughs> he dropped the football. Oh, backwards pass fumble. Another targeting. <laughs> All right, sorry, I had to do that. There's, there have been a couple of times, Robin. We, we could have kept going for the full song, I think. <laughs> there have been a couple of times where Robin in the press box has, and I have played that song. Oh, yeah. The wacky, we don't even do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, now, now it's just kind of we're numb to it now. But, like, you know, when they'd have, like, eight turnovers in a game or eight fumbles, <laughs> just play that during the game. And usually it was a, a fitting soundtrack for what we were watching. <laughs> 
Oh, he, he fumbled the interception. <laughs> oh, God. Skip down, McEwen. <laughs> but, yeah, it will be interesting. So, back to these rankings. I mean, no surprise. Oklahoma, Ohio State, 3-4. I mean, Nebraska's going to play two college football playoff teams next year. Nobody in America is going to probably do that next year when you think about it. I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable that, of course, Oklahoma is going to be at their pinnacle um, you know, when you look at this schedule for Nebraska, Alabama's one, Clemson's two, Oklahoma, Ohio State are three, four, Oregon's five, Georgia's six. So just right there alone, Nebraska will play the toughest schedule in the country. Um, based on these numbers, they got a number nine, a number 16, and number 23 on there. Yeah, and that's why it's hard, you know, for uh, all the potential improvements Nebraska can make, you know, going into year four with hopefully a relatively normal offseason season. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a lot like, you know, with basketball this year that, you know, they may be better, but with the competition that's going up against this season, you know, how is that going to be reflected in their final win loss total? And so, you know, I think this, the goal still has to be the bare bone floor for expectations for this 21 season has to be a winning record, go to a bowl game, but how much further beyond that can they go given the, the, the road that they have to travel to, to over the course of the fall? Yeah, just just when you have have seen it all and, and you think, okay, well, they got to catch a break sometime. You know, Scott Frost has dealt with uh, with a pandemic, and and um, you know, it's it's really it's their backs are kind of against the wall. They need to to get it going. They, they're the gonna, scheduling. Yeah, they're breaks. gonna catch a yeah, they're gonna catch a break, right? Well, not not so fast. They they got the the, the most difficult schedule in the country, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to maybe the the biggest improvement this team has to make or or worry about this off season is uh, being you know mentally strong because you're you're going to be going up against it and and if you get you know if things don't go your way in those games that you can't let that ruin the rest of your season. You know what I do like about the schedule those when you look at it on these rankings, Illinois is the lowest ranked team besides Southeast Louisiana, who's not ranked. Uh, but you open with Illinois. They're 83rd with the new coach. So I get it. Brett Bielema has owned Nebraska at Wisconsin. He's had their number. But he, he doesn't have that kind of roster and team anymore. And let me tell you, Nebraska is not going to take Illinois lightly week one this year. I mean, that, that game last year changed the season. And you get a bye week, and then your next lowest-ranked opponent is is Buffalo. And we know Lance Leipold is a great coach. Buffalo's lost a lot of players to the portal and other things. They'll still be a good team, but – your two most favorable games on this ranking list you start out with. So at least you get an opportunity over the first three weeks with a buy in there as well to get your sea legs before you go out to Oklahoma. And I guess we still don't know 100% on what the Illinois situation is going to be with I mean, the fact that uh, all signs are pointing to that thing basically being shut down for Ireland is still listed as Ireland on the schedule. Once that officially does get confirmed, uh, what's that going to do? Are they going to keep it week zero? Are they going to move Illinois it? plays week one? Okay, so they they can't they can't move it to week one because they already have a game week one. Well, then you know I know we discussed this I think last week, but you know November thirteenth, Nebraska's hosting southeastern Louisiana. Could the Big Ten say, you know what, you're going to go ahead and play a conference game that week instead? No, I, there's a contract in place. I mean, so I don't think they can do that with a contract in place with Southeast Louisiana. Well. 
Either way, uh, as it stands, you know that those first couple games are going to be critical. I think. I mean, to start not only one and zero, but one and zero in conference play, assuming Illinois does stay week week zero, week one, whatever, uh, that's going to be huge. And then all of a sudden, you you're feeling good. You build some momentum against Buffalo. You get a win there at home. Then you know you got an opportunity maybe to do something against Oklahoma. What I really like though is at the back end of that schedule. I mean, after that road game at Minnesota on the sixteenth. Four of the next or the final five games are at home. You're home for you don't leave your bed in Lincoln for over thirty days. And you do go to Wisconsin, but you know you have Purdue at home, you have Iowa at home, and then obviously southeastern Louisiana at home. I mean, there's a chance I think to finally have a, a favorable back end of the schedule, which Nebraska hasn't had in a long time. Yeah, you really have to take advantage of those first couple of games, but leading up to Oklahoma, though. I mean, I think if you if you somehow stumble out of the gates. Then you know things things are going to be really really difficult. But uh, I agree with the revised schedule. I, I like the fact that that they you know get a stretch there where they're at home. Um, you know, in, in the, towards the back end of, of the the schedule and the way that that kind of worked out. You know, if you if you're looking for silver linings with everything, you know, whether you want to talk about the crossovers or you know playing Ohio State and, and Oklahoma this year, I think that might be the silver lining. Yeah, Michigan and Ohio State both play in Lincoln this year. Uh, now Nebraska will be at Wisconsin, but Iowa comes to Lincoln. I mean, it is a we don't know what the fan situation is going to be like capacity wise, but it's going to be a great year for season ticket holders having Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin or excuse me, Iowa all in Lincoln. Yeah, man, especially when you look at uh, you know the, the road games they have to go to in conference play. I mean, at Michigan State, that's not bad. I mean, Minnesota. They're always okay, but I don't think that Oklahoma is kind of a, a bucket list trip. I mean, yeah. there will be people that go like my dad and his friends are going on that trip. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of Nebraska fans for sure. They know Nebraska is going to be a double digit dog on the road, but they're still going to go down there to relive the the glory days of the Big Eight and the Big it's Twelve. Nostalgia, but and so you're able to essentially knock out what what, three road games in your first month of the season, which is going to be crazy, one home game in the month of September. I don't know what the last time that's happened, but, uh, you know, the, the bit flips on you, I think, where it matters more, where, you know, that, that Illinois game, having that wherever it is, uh, I think that that's one that's getting that out of the way right out of the gates is, is important. And then, you know, having Michigan State be that other road game, uh, I think it sets up favorably, especially with the fact that you balance it out at home. All right, when we come back, I don't mean to do this to the program, but we are going to talk Nebraska basketball, and that's next. You're listening here to the Oscar Online Show.